With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome back to the Lynx Golf Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Graylin Loomis. I'm joined, as always, by co-host Ian Kreitzer. Ian, I just returned from a trip we're going to talk about today. How are you doing? Are you excited for the show? I'm, I'm, I'm doing well. Uh, excited to hear all about this because we haven't really, we've kind of discussed very vaguely about it so far, but we wanted to, I wanted my reactions to be, to be uh, uh, original, I, I guess, here. And uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm excited to hear about it. It's a special, like, unique day that not a lot of people in the, in the golf world know about. So what, where did you just get back from? So I, I was over in England and I visited... A number of places, but we're going to keep this episode down to just the Kent area that, for those that don't know, that's the southeast kind of coast. And I was over there for an event called the Hagen Trophy. Um, it's a very cool day. It's a single day, 54 holes between, yeah, a lot yeah. of golf, uh, between Prince's Golf Club, Royal St. Port's Golf Club, and Royal St. George's. For those that don't know and didn't hear us discuss these courses last season, um, those three courses touch one another. I mean, I, I say touch. They, Princes and St. George's actually touch. Royal St. Ports and Royal St. George's have a little bit of a gap. But the story goes that way back in like the 20s or 30s, Walter Hagen came over for the Open Championship. As part of the deal, and I've heard different <clears throat> versions right. of this, but... Um, Back then, professional golfers were not kind of idolized like they are today. Right. And he actually didn't have access to the clubhouses as not being a member nor a guest of a member. So the story is that he arrived at Rural Sink Ports. He played out to the furthest point of the course, which would be around the 10th. Mm-hmm. He then saw Rural St. George's kind of over the hills, Yeah, walked over, played like the f- fifth through the, I don't know, probably 10th, no, 11th at Royal St. George's, hopped the fence, played all 18 at Prince's, kind of nine out and nine back. Right. Then hopped over, played Royal St. George's, <laughs> finished it, hopped over, played Royal St. Ports and finished it. So that's always kind of been a little bit of legend uh, in right. that area amongst the members and uh, my understanding is that about 10 years ago, uh, nine years ago, a, a member read about this and said, we need to revive this. We're going to rejuvenate yeah. it, and we are going to do our own version of this called the, the Hagen Trophy. That, that's awesome. I mean, that, that's such a cool uh, cool nod to to uh, that you know lore, the member's lore, and there's those clubs have such deep histories, and you know Hagen being part of that. Um, but such a cool, cool event. So, how many people com- competed in it again? It's fairly small. So, yeah. 
all three clubs put up teams, right. and each club basically had five twosomes. Okay, so you played on the Prince's team. <clears throat> I correct? played on the Prince's yeah. team. My partner was Rob McGurk, who is the owner of Prince's and was an absolutely fantastic host. Um, for those that didn't listen to our episode on the topic in season one, um, I've actually been over to Prince's before. That's yeah. how I know Rob and... Rob described this event to me while I was over there. And then uh, the head superintendent or course manager at St. Ports showed me pictures of times that he's done it. And, you know, they, the group after they finished and everyone's kind of knackered, exactly. They're tired and exhausted. And Rob asked me to play in it this year. Right? And I pretty much immediately <laughs> booked like, a flight. Like, yes, like, absolutely. So uh, you played... Prince's first or uh, St. George's first or sorry, Saint, was it St. Ports? I can't St. remember. No, yeah. so it was Prince's first. Yep. And he, the from what I heard, the first year or maybe first two years, they actually did the hop the fence deal. Oh, really? And then realized over time that logistically it just wasn't working where uh, you know people had come over from for Royal St. George's or members were there. All of a sudden, you get to the, you know, uh, fifth hole, and you've got, you know, like, like member two, play, yeah, fifteen yeah. twosomes, like hopping the <laughs> fence and just jumping in front of you. You're like, what the heck is they, going on? So they they did it those right. first two years, and now it's it's been really simplified, and and it's princes. Royal St. Ports finishes at Royal St. George's. Gotcha. Um, and then also important to note that the format of play, oh, yeah. you know, I, I said Rob was my partner and that some people's ears might have kind of perked up, <clears throat> but uh, it's foursomes. So uh, foursomes meaning alternate shot. Right. So you go out and, you know, I hit a shot, partner hits a shot, I hit a shot, partner hits a shot. Which, for those who haven't played foursomes or haven't spent a lot of time in the UK, that's a very, very common, popular format of play, yeah. particularly at older um, older clubs. Traditional, like, you like, know, like the three I'm describing, like Muirfield, yeah. like Royal Troon. Um, it's very, very fast. And often you'll play foursomes in the morning have a really long lunch at these clubs yeah. and then play foursomes in the afternoon. Right. And you play in about two, two and a half hours. Jeez. Yeah. It's it's fun because you you kind of set out and you decide with your partner, I'm going to tee off on even holes. You're going to tee off on odd holes, mm-hmm. odd numbered holes or yeah. even numbered holes. And from there, you kind of work like this kind of slingshot effect. So right. on the first tee say Rob was going to tee off on number one as he did, I'm already, you know, walking. So right. I, by the time he hits, I'm probably 230, 240 out. I then immediately walk up to the ball and I'm hitting, at which point Rob isn't walking to me. He's walking to the green. Yeah. And, you know, so on and so forth. So you're literally just slingshotting. Now, it's very hard to get in a rhythm when you're playing foursomes, at least I, I find because you aren't hitting all the shots that you're accustomed to hitting. Right. So, for instance, you know, let's say Rob teed off number one. I then hit a shot up just right of the green. Mm-hmm. Rob chipped up close enough that we were given the putt. Right. 
So I haven't hit a putt on number one. That's fine. Right. Number two is a par three. I hit a um, an iron up there. Rob putts it. We're given the putt. So I, I haven't hit a putt through number two. Right. Number three, you know, Rob hits a drive. It's a par five. I hit it on the green and two. Rob hits it up there. We're given the birdie putt. Yeah. So all of a sudden, yeah, we're on the fourth hole. I haven't hit a putt. Fourth green. Or drive. I, I have like a, yeah, exactly, or yeah. a drive. You know, we're on the, the fourth green, and I have a, a four-and-a-half, five-foot par putt thinking we ought to make this. But I haven't hit a putt yet. Right. <laughs> so yeah. it, it's an interesting kind of difficult format. Um, and there's a lot of strategy involved. And, you know, okay, well, all the, the par threes on this course are in the even holes. Do you want to be hitting all the par threes? You know, it, right. So a lot of thought involved. But yeah. as it pertains to the Hagen Trophy, we started at about 530 at <laughs> Prince's. Yeah. We were done. Everyone was done by about 8. <laughs> You have breakfast, yeah. a, a pretty nice leisurely breakfast yeah. in the Princess Clubhouse, and everyone's you know beginning to wake up, starting to feel good. Yeah, and you say, okay, well, like let's all head down to to Sink Ports, and you all tee off there, and uh, you know second tee time starting about ten ten thirty. Yeah, <coughs> excuse me, and you, you just you whip around. Yeah. Um, the the interesting thing is, I mean, the the story goes. There's only one rule in foursomes, and that's that you don't say sorry to your partner, <laughs> um, because you find yourself wanting to just apologize for every bad shot. And yeah. Of course, nobody's trying to hit bad shots. But right. <laughs> so it, it's a fun, very fun, very um, uh, kind of mentally challenging format because. Yeah, if I'm not hitting my driver well, I'm not punishing myself. I'm just killing my partner. Yeah, and, and you want to say sorry, you know, so, so badly to him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, at St. Ports, I think we went in seven or so fairway bunkers, all of which I hit us into. <laughs> oh, so Rob had, you know, seven holes where he's literally taking out his lob wedge and just pitching out sideways out yeah. of a deep fairway bunker. Right. So just just a really hard to to get the rhythm for either of us when I'm feeling like I've let the team down as I just continually (laughs) put him in terrible positions. So Um, it was was a fun format and one that I would love to see played more in the States. Oh, yeah. the, The issue is it really has to be fully embraced you know, I, and I, I have you ever played alternate shot like seriously? You know, at- I so I I have I have one alternate shot story, and it's actually pretty recent. Um, but I kind of got someone canceled uh, at, a, at an event at Sweetens Cove called the Ringer. Yeah. Um. So I just I kind of got tagged in, and it was actually partners with uh, with Tron Carter of No Laying Up. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I rush out to the third hole. He's already hit his drive, and I'm like I'm I rushed out there and immediately you know hitting a three went into a par five and immediately just blast my ball way right and lose his ball first <laughs> first swing we ended up finishing out fine but uh, but that was the my first shot and alternate shot and just uh, and then i immediately went sorry man like because <laughs> i couldn't help myself like straight up losses uh losses callaway so well it's it's the sort of deal where you know the format has to be fully embraced by everyone on the course because yeah. you're playing so quickly. Oh, yeah. You would just immediately overtake groups ahead of you. So it's not really the sort of deal where 
you could go out and just say, I have a 10.30 tee time at my local course. We're going to go play alternate shot and just rip around in like two hours. It's, it's not going to happen. Not gonna happen. Yeah. A, my first experience ever playing alternate shot was um, at Presswick Golf Club in Scotland. And this was early in my time at the University of St. Andrews. Actually, my first match that, that I ever played. You might know this story because you're laughing right now. <laughs> oh. For those that can't see Ian, he's chuckling because he knows where this is going. And oh. there were some absolutely terrific players at um, the University of St. Andrews. And uh, I got paired up with the number one player. Uh, it was a plus three handicap. Now, keep in mind, that's a plus three tournament handicap. Right. In Scotland, I mean, they, That's we're, we're talking fantastic, terrific player. Yeah. So, I had never played alternate shot. We had arrived in coat and tie at Presswick and had breakfast and changed out of our coat and tie, and we're playing a match against two Presswick members. So, long story short, we get to the third, and my partner is waiting in the fairway at this point. You know, using that slingshot method yeah. we talked about, he's already about. 280 out you know a, a very optimistic <laughs> waiting point yeah and i top one probably 15 yards <laughs> a, a, and and it gets worse i topped it into an area where we lost the ball so not only is he coming back to hit the ball he has to walk 280 yards back to re-tee which is is a it it's so deflating and just so terrible yeah. oh and gosh. you're sitting there thinking okay you know that i should just walk in <laughs> yeah that's yeah that, that's like my nightmare my alternate shot nightmare it, but and, and um, the whole pace slows of course hey, right you know, hey, everything yeah and well you didn't do that to rob or anything did you <clears throat> this, this time around yeah once um, <laughs> <laughs> so do you remember the what is it the 14th at royal st george's yeah back in 2011 at the open dustin johnson hit a two iron ob right off yeah. the tee um I, if if I'm incorrect about the 14th, then I'll fact check this afterward. Yeah. But I uh, was feeling really good. This was our third round of the day, so we're, you know, 48 holes in. You're pretty mentally tired. Yeah. Um, but we had kind of gotten our pace back, and everything was going well. And I, I think we had made two birdies in our last three holes. And Rob's waiting out there in the fairway, and I rip one OB. And the the worst part is Rob, you know, against the kind of gray sky, didn't see where it went. So then I'm on the tee trying to get his attention, you know, yelling like, Rob, I hit it over here. Trying to try to come back. You know, trying to get him to come back. Oh so you're literally God. having to announce to, to everyone within a three-hole radius. And everyone's that, pointing and laughing at you at the same time. Yeah. Well, the, the good thing is that everyone is going through the same sort of trial and tribulation it's, it's an um, exhausting day i'm sure i mean it, it's and, an exhausting day and fortunately the format makes it where you aren't necessarily physically exhausted right because you haven't hit you know uh you haven't hit as many shots as you would obviously if you're yeah. going to play all 18 and just stroke play but you're mentally pretty just, beat up yeah you know you've had to maintain that really high level of concentration and 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. One of the things that I loved about the event was that, yes, it was a tournament. Mm -hmm. Yes, everyone wanted to win. Prince's Golf Club won. We'll we'll, we'll get into that. But um, it's really about the camaraderie. You're out there with members from each club. You're making friends. The group is constantly... So the other two teams that you're playing with, we're playing at Sixums. So two, three-man... Sorry, three two-man teams. Right. It's rotating after each round, so you're getting to know everybody. You're having a big lunch at Royal Sink Ports. You finish up. You shower. Everyone kind of stumbles down to the clubhouse at Royal St. George's. Yeah. To have a big, you know, proper coat and tie Royal St. George's meal um, in their big dining room. Yeah, it was just, just perfect. But by the end of it, you're thinking... We all did it. Yeah, you know, we yeah. all made it. And, you know, who won or lost is kind of like we all finished. <laughs> right. That said, you're definitely keeping score. And oh, every yeah. and everybody is pretty darn serious about it. Um, one thing I haven't mentioned is that the scoring is Stableford scoring. Oh, really? I didn't know, I didn't yeah. know that either. So uh, for those that don't know, if you make a bogey, you get one point. If you make a par, you get two points. If you make a birdie, you get three points. And others will have played kind of modified Stableford's where you have different points. But um, what's interesting about it is I was told at the beginning of the day, if we can get over 90 points, that's a good day. If we can get over 100 points, that's a very good day. So right. if you're thinking about it, if you par every hole, you've had your 36 Stableford points. Right. So 108 would be you know, a big time day yeah. where over three rounds in a single day, you got shot even par every round. Yeah. Very, very impressive. Absolutely. And I will say one of the two man teams on the Prince's team shot 108 highest score, highest Stableford score ever in the Hagen trophy. Wow. Yeah, I mean, seriously impressive. That's, I mean, geez, that, that, that's amazing. I mean, Especially with how mentally tired you are, yeah. it, you know, you've got a, you're sitting there. That means you're grinding over putts, you know, fifty something holes in, yeah, and you're making them. <laughs> like just everything's going in, everything's going your way. But I'm sure those guys were were excellent golfers. Too. Yeah, and, and there's no like it, it's all just straight up. There's no handicapped or or is it? Yes, correct me. So if I'm the, wrong. there is a handicap element, okay. um, and they, that was really to ensure that <clears throat> everyone who was playing felt like they, they had a shot. Right. Now, I, I'll also say that that team that shot 108 um, were scratch players. So they, right. they, they weren't getting any strokes. Yeah. The fact that they were scratch players also kind of helps explain why they shot <laughs> 108. Exactly. Rob and I ended the day with 97 points. That's a good day. So I I was happy with that. Yeah. Um, Could have been... Could have been something much better. We we left kinda, a few out there. We left a few <laughs> in my fairway bunker drives. Uh, a lot of pitching out sideways. Yeah. Um, 
sorry, Rob, but <laughs> <laughs> the, the 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 after you know after the round. Yeah, sorry, I, I can say sorry now. So. <laughs> yeah, just not during the round. Yeah, or rounds, I guess. Um, but we had an absolutely amazing time. A bunch of the team. A, one of the things that, that I really enjoyed is uh, Prince's has the lodge, right? Which is a kind of an accommodation hotel set up right there on the edge of Prince's Golf Club. Yeah. But it also is on the edge of Royal St. George's. So you're looking out at both courses. That's sweet. And yeah. then out the other side of the lodge, you have the ocean. And wow. you know, you're right there by the white cliffs of Dover. I mean, it, it is an absolutely special place. Yeah. Uh, my wife Lucy came with, and it, we just, you get there and you kind of let out this big sigh of like, oh, this is so nice and so relaxing. Yeah. Um, but what I was getting at is the entire Prince's team had dinner in the lodge b- prior, yeah, you know, night before, right. And we were all having a blast, just you know, meeting each other. A lot of the guys knew one another, but we're all talking, and half the table is having like a lot of wine, right? And, and not nothing crazy. You know, I, I had yeah. a beer, and I knew I've got to get up about. 4.30 tomorrow morning to kind of get going. So Lucy and I cut out about 11. <laughs> These guys are on their probably fourth or fifth bottle of wine between four guys. Yeah. Wake up the next morning. They had been there until something like 3.30. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> they had put down like nine bottles of wine Jeez. between four people. And it's now, you know, 5.30. They're there. And they go out and play really well. <laughs> you know, standard stuff that you would see from, you know, these UK club matches where everybody's yeah. drinking so much. Yeah. It was it was one of those where you're thinking, how are you awake right now? Uh, Probably see if you can do that. I know I can't. I'm I'm I can't. No, no I, I, I struggle too badly. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that's but, a, that's amazing. Well, good for them. Yeah. yeah Probably them they can do that, but they're one of the few, I'm sure. So I heard stories now. You know whether this is where the Hagen Trophy is going or not. I'm not sure, but. I would recommend that people kind of keep an eye out for it in the future. Yeah. I I heard whispers that at some point down the line, maybe they'll start um, inviting clubs around the country, Muirfield, Troon, Sunnydale, other places, to field a two-man team to play in it. So it's not just the three clubs. Right. And then from there, I did hear rumors that, hey, and we would – potentially welcome teams from the States as well. Oh, wow. So, and of course, Hagen was an American. Yeah. And I believe, another thing that, that I'll have to fact check here, I believe that Hagen was the first American to win the Open Championship. Really? I, I Am yeah. I wrong here? I, I, that, that's, that, that, I, that sounds I, I right might to be me, wrong. But. But, and he won... If I'm totally wrong on this, everyone please forgive yeah, me. Yeah, but, but please write us in and call <laughs> yeah, us out for this. Yeah. But letters at linksmagazine.com or your social media just <laughs> blast us. Yeah, but um, the first Open Championship outside of um, Scotland was at Royal St George's. Okay, so they, there's a lot of really cool history, yeah. and and the fact that I could represent uh, the American side contingent. over there, contention, yeah. um, made me pretty happy. I, I don't think I embarrassed us, so yeah. everyone can be proud. That, uh, <laughs> <laughs> be proud of our, of our American American brother. <laughs> exactly. Um, how many Americans were playing in the in the event as opposed to... Um, I think I was the only one. Um, 
Oh, no, sorry. I was not the only one. Excuse me. Alex O'Loughlin. Um, oh, Golf Channel. Yeah. From Golf Channel and of now Sky Sports. Because I, I think the right. companies are the same. So yeah, she does some work right. for Golf Channel. So Alex O'Loughlin, um, who is a really terrific uh, one handicap lady player um, who has a, a big social media following, was there. And she, uh, I will say, she beat our team handily. Uh, she played with Rob's wife, Ollie. Okay, yeah. Um, and they they handled us. That's amazing. <laughs> I, yeah. I, the only complaint that I heard about um, Alex and, and Alex and Ollie's team was they, or Alex got to play from the ladies' tees, of course. Mm. But she like smashes her driver, <laughs> so she would have been out driving most of the men had she played from the men's tees. <laughs> and yeah, so I somebody I ended up playing with somebody in the afternoon who had played with with Alex in the morning. I said, "Oh yeah, hey, how how are they doing? How's the other princes squad?" And he said, "She destroyed me. <laughs> you know, she she sat there, you know, killing us. She she could have beat me from RTs. Yeah. Um, so either way." They, there was a, another American in the field. And I, I believe Alex and Allie were the first uh, women to, to play in oh, the Oh, really? Event. Okay, that, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. So they, that's great. I, I know that going forward, I, th- I think uh, there will be more ladies playing. There are going to likely be some more Americans playing. Yeah. Um, but we, we just had absolutely the best time. Oh, yeah. Um, that part of the world, that part of England is so charming and to have three former open championship hosting courses so princess has hosted the open sink ports has hosted the open royal st george's obviously continues to host the open all within you know walking like and not like i walked a couple miles yeah exactly like oh i hopped the fence yeah um it's special that's amazing I, i would say if anyone has interest in finding out more about St. George's, St. Ports, or Prince's. I have been there before for links, and on our website, I've written a piece about it. In season one of the podcast, we recorded an episode about those three courses. Yeah. Um, and we'll put that in the show notes. Yeah, too. we'll put yeah. that in the show notes. But um, this podcast in particular has been more about the Hagen Trophy. Right. It, what it did for me is kind of got my gears going, got my creative juices flowing, thinking, I wonder where else you could do a really cool kind of marathon run, yeah. particularly in that foursomes alternate shot format. Yeah. Because instead of being you know, just this exercise and trying to get as exhausted as possible, the foursomes kind of protected everybody. They, yeah. There were some older players out there, um, guys that were probably in their uh, upper 60s. Yeah. They were really comfortable and fun. Um, so it, it was a really enjoyable format. Um, and I don't know where else it could work well. I mean, if you had access to everywhere in the entire world or something, you'd say, you know, Pebble, um, like Monterey Peninsula Country Club in Cyprus or something. Right. Yeah, it's something crazy like that. I, I, the one that I thought of, uh, and you could make it like the Tillinghast Cup or something, would be uh, Wingfoot East and West and then Quaker Ridge across the street, oh, which would make that, that would be, way yeah. too much sense. To that not, would be heaven on earth. Wouldn't that be cool? Oh, like, the, like, like when you just said that, I was like, where would that, where would be like a good like... That would be it. Within... Yeah. It, yeah. 
do I wonder if they do something like that? Because imagine the, fielding teams from both oh, places. Yeah. yeah. If if any if any Quaker Ridge or Wingfoot uh, people who are you know close with those clubs, uh, I'll, I'll take credit for that idea. If, if, <laughs> if you don't already do it, so I, I, if I see that in the next few years, I'll be like, hey, you, you heard the Lynx podcast? <laughs> like, no. Hey, the, I'm sure Shinnecock and National could do right. something, and then maybe like. Uh, <laughs> Throw in Southampton or Sabonic or something Sabonic, like that. Sabonic, yeah. yeah. You, could, you could get a really good thing going. It's it's a little bit trickier there. Yeah. More apt over there because you have, you know, the Open Championship courses with the Hagen history. And, right. You know, it, it'd be a little manufactured, but heck, you know, compared to the UK, uh, everything we do in America is a little and, manufactured. And, and even the more traditional <laughs> stuff is based on, the, 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 like, the UK exactly. uh, courses. Exactly. So, yeah. And anyway. um, so I, I had a blast. It's been fun talking about uh, the event. Um, I, I gotta say, I am having been twice now. I am. I think I'm going to end up joining Princes as an international member at some That's point awesome. because I, I just absolutely love that place. Yeah, and staying in the lodge just makes perfect sense because you have those three courses. They all work pretty closely together. Right. You know, uh, they all have visitor days where non-members can play, and they're lined up so that yeah. the visitor days are not on the same days. So, for instance... So, if you're there for three days, you Yeah, can... like, um, you know, Monday... I'm making this up, but Mondays and Thursdays are visitor days at St. Ports, Tuesdays, uh, Wednesdays, or, you know, it, it all yeah. makes sense. So, if you were to base yourself in the lodge, you could play those three courses. You could play all 27 at Prince's. Yeah. And just have the time of your life. Oh, yeah. So, that, that's amazing. And it's about an hour and 15 minutes by train from London. Oh, that's, e- that's super so easy. easy. And the sandwich train station is all of five minutes by car from the first tee at Prince's, first tee at St. George's. And you're you're right there. It's yeah. so easy. Um, and driving wasn't that hard either. So oh, yeah. I... I uh, I can't wait to get back. Hey, this all goes back. My love for that area started at the 2011 Open Championship, right? Um, where I got to volunteer, and I was one of the guys holding up the "Quiet Please" signs <laughs> next to the 18th green. Um, but and it sounds pretty glamorous, but it rained and was so cold that entire week. But but that <laughs> they almost adds to the like the the experience exactly. Of it, you know? it added everything, and and little did I know that uh, what. Eight years later, I'd be there playing in an event. I mean, it's just so cool. Full circle. Yeah. Yeah, It embodies everything I love about UK golf, where you have these amazing old traditional clubs that welcome visitors that are super friendly. Oh, yeah. Um, so I, I'm, we're going to just leave it at that for the for Princes and St. Ports and St. George's and the Hagen Trophy. Earlier on that trip, I spent some time up in and around London playing some of the Heathland courses. And, he, and he's sending me pictures the entire time, just like, yeah. Just anyway. chirping you, yeah. Yeah. Um, but there uh, is some tremendous golf up there, and that's going to actually be a, a separate episode and a separate article and links. So more to come on the trip, yeah. but this event kind of is a, a nice self encapsulated little uh little episode oh yeah absolutely it sounds like a really cool really cool event um and i hope to hope to play in it at, at some point down the line but yep. um maybe a little bit you know 
maybe we'll, we'll be a team or we'll be I, on, I was on gonna the say, same. Yeah. If I ever join Princes, then exactly. uh, we can be an American D- Just remember it. Don't forget where you came from, all right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, perfect. Ian, I've enjoyed this. It's been fun. I just got back, and as most everyone can hear, I caught something on the plane. Um, yeah. I've been sick twice uh, this year. Both times when we've needed a record podcast. Well, well it, and it's and it's funny because when we're back down in, in Hilton Head, I think it's just maybe uh, you know allergies, allergies, pollen, or pollen whatever, and just something, a, a mix of mix of everything. But uh, but no, it's it's totally good. Good, totally good. good. Excellent. Well, we'll talk more next time. And um, for those who have questions or want to reach out to us. You can find us at letters at linksmagazine.com. Uh, the place we love talking to people is on social media. So you can find us. We're at Links Magazine everywhere. If you write the any of the accounts, you're talking to Ian. And if you have a question for me, yeah, I can log right in and see it too. Absolutely. So send us your questions. Send us some topic suggestions. Um, you can find more Links content at linksmagazine.com. You can sign up there for our free e-magazine or subscribe to our print magazine. Um, Lots of ways to get links content. But with that, Ian, we'll call it a day, and I'll talk to you later. Sounds good.